Hi there, and welcome to season three of The Stockholmer. I'm Maddie Savage, and it's great to be back hosting this show, the podcast that connects you to the most inspiring entrepreneurs and creatives in Sweden's innovative capital. basically locked myself in our apartment for a year but I'm very happy that I did it because not only did I develop this product that now so many women use and love but I learned so much while doing it. That's Alina Berglund who invented Natural Cycles, the first app in the world to be approved as a contraceptive. She's also a nuclear physicist who worked on the team that found the Higgs boson particle in one of the biggest science experiments of all time. But her success comes after plenty of challenges. In this episode, she tells the Stockholmer how she tackled them. The Stockholmer. Elena, thank you very much for inviting us to your office. We're in a very cosy corner, sitting on a purple sofa. Let's start off with a very easy question. What exactly is Natural Cycles and how does it work? Uh, Natural Cycles is a mobile app that analyzes women's body temperature to detect ovulation when they're fertile and when they're definitely not fertile. It's mainly used to as a contraception. It's the only certified contraceptive app in the world, actually. But it's also used to plan pregnancies. Why was it so important to you? Why did you identify this as a problem that needed to be solved in an age where we do have condoms, the pill, coils, implants, injections? I think many women recognize when I say that I had tried many different options uh, since my teenage years and hadn't really found a good solution that fit me despite all these options. And it was my quest for, uh, for an effective natural alternative to these methods that I discovered that you can see in your temperature when you're fertile. And for me, that was really a revelation because I had needed this method basically all my life. The pill works for for some women, and that's great. But many women stop using the pill because of health risks and side effects, and they need to have an effective alternative, and that's where we come in. Uh, So we really hope to be like the default alternative if you don't want to take hormonal contraception or IUD. But you walked away from this huge institution, uh, one of the most recognized scientific research centers in the whole world. What compelled you to do that, to to build your own business based around this hunch? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we had just discovered the Higgs boson at CERN and the experiment was shutting down for a, a couple of years. And I was thinking like, if I would ever try doing something outside of physics, now would be the time. And this was also around the same time as we uh, were getting married and I had stopped using hormonal birth control like six months before. And uh, I had started to develop the f- a very early version of the algorithm that's now the algorithm behind natural cycles to use on my own. And my husband had always wanted to become an entrepreneur. So he suggested that, okay, let's leave physics and make this algorithm into an app. And this was 2012. So on the very rise of the app. So I thought like, yeah, I think it's very useful to actually learn how to code an app anyway. So it's not waste of time, even if, you know, it turns out that no one will use it. So that's what we did. You make it sound very easy. Oh, I just, you know, used the algorithm that I'd already come up with. I mean, this is, this is very high tech uh, data analysis that, that is beyond most people. Yeah, it wasn't easy and it also took very long. Um, I basically locked myself in our apartment for a year to finalize the algorithm and and develop the app. But I'm very happy that I did it because 
not only did I develop this this product that now so many women use and love, but I learned so much while doing it. So it was an amazing experience. So talking through the figures, it's about 200,000 women around the world that have been using it. Uh, figures from your website showing you raised $8 million in venture capital. You've reported sales of $4 million uh, since formally launching in 2014. But it has been a challenging journey, something that you've been very open about. Of course, not everyone is in the research bubble that we came out of and they don't trust someone that just comes and develops an app. And we've been working hard on performing several clinical studies to show that the effectiveness is high and uh, also to get it certified because the trust of our users and the trust of the medical world is very, very important for us. Your app does rely on women being smart, being organised, taking the temperature every day. So uh, would you agree it's, it's not for everyone? Well, in the same sense as the pill, maybe, that you have to do something on a daily basis. And uh, indeed, like if we if we look at the effectiveness, both if you use both mes- methods perfectly or typical use, which takes into account that you forget you're messy, you don't have a regular lifestyle. In both categories, we are uh, about the same as the pill. So it's not as effective as, as uh, contraceptive methods that are inside your body, like the IUD or the implant, because you can you can completely forget about them and, and, and that's okay. But just like the pill, we need some effort from the user on a daily basis. So what were the challenges then of, of getting certified? Because I know you had a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, when, when we first started out, we asked the regulators in Sweden, OK, which, what certifications do we need? Which med- type of medical device are we? And the regulators, they never advise. So they, they just tell you to go and ask the ones who audit you. So we did. And they all consider us to be a class one medical device which is a fertility monitor and that's similar to like older devices on the mar- that was on the market already so we thought okay great so we certified ourselves as a fertility monitor but then we grew really quickly in Sweden and then the regulators kind of changed their minds and said no you need to be a higher risk class class to be which is contraception and no such app had ever done that before no one had ever been certified like that so that was difficult so what happened you went from thinking that you had everything in place legally to realizing you didn't yes we got a we got a note from the regulators saying like we have to shut down within 10 days uh, because you have uh, we don't have the class to be certification and that was super scary but uh, we showed them our clinical data we worked with them and and uh, we didn't have to shut down, but we had to we really had to change our communication. We had to stop, basically stop doing marketing for one and a half years until we got this higher certification. So it was really a dent in the road and especially in the growth of natural cycles. How did you deal with that? What kept you going? Well, knowing that natural cycles is something that women really need, I mean, I think what keeps me going still is that every day we get uh, app store reviews, feedback from our customers saying like, you really changed my life to the better. I felt so bad before. Uh, My relationship wasn't as good because the contraception I was using was such a burden on me. And now all this has changed and I feel so much better. And this is a product that's needed to be on the market. And so earlier this year, you did become the first officially certified contraception app in the world. How did that happen and how did you feel then at this point in the journey? 
Uh, right now we have uh, regulatory approval as a contraceptive in, in all of Europe. It was a very slow bureaucratic process, but definitely worth it. Um, we launched the 9th of February that we, was, we were certified up, and this had a huge effect on our sales curve. Even in countries where we're not certified, like Brazil, we saw a huge spike. And uh, so now we, we are on a nice growth path. Basically, from January to February, we more than doubled our sales in one month. So in places where you're not certified, people can still use the app. I mean, anyone can download the app from the App Store all over the world. Yes, they can. But uh, it's a slightly different communication. We have users in in almost all countries of the world, actually. Uh, Only a few that we don't, like North Korea and Cuba and China, where the app is not, where it's really blocked by the country. The biggest countries are Sweden, the UK, the US, Brazil and the other Nordic countries. How easy was it to get investors on board for what is quite a, a female product, bearing in mind that the investment world is still very male-dominated? It was surprisingly easy. We have mainly male investors, um, but it wasn't difficult. I think they understand the pain points, really. They, yeah, they have girlfriends and they have wives and they they've heard they know about contraception it's not like the higgs boson it's something everyone everyone has an opinion and had to at some point deal with contraception so it wasn't that difficult and also it's a it's a very big field you know it's half the population needs it for the majority of the lifetime um but uh, i think in general health is um is a big topic where women have been ignored Uh, Because researchers are often men, they think about men's problems, men's pain. I think a lot has to be done in this field. More research has to be done to create like more solutions for women. One other thing that's got you some headlines here in Sweden is that, as you say, the app can be used for contraception, but also to plan a pregnancy. And you actually announced on Twitter uh, that you were planning a pregnancy by using your own algorithms. That was a, a bold and quite risky move. Yeah, it, it was really the, the same day. <laughs> we just tried for one day. Uh, yeah, we, we were scared that if we would just get pregnant without announcing it, people wouldn't believe that our app works because, well, we first used it for contraception. So we thought, okay, we have to write it on Twitter exactly what they will try. And it was our wedding anniversary. Uh, and we saw that I would ovulate on that day. So we thought, okay, that's a great day. <laughs> um, and it worked. And our daughter was born exactly nine months later. So <laughs> that was pretty amazing. So I guess that relies on uh, you both being fertile and a lot of the other factors that contribute to pregnancy. But it is evidence that when those things are aligned, you can use those algorithms in, in that way. Yeah, now we uh, we performed several studies also on uh, on what factors uh, affect your time to pregnancy and infertility rate. And we do see that uh, one of the major factors that affect time to pregnancy is what contraception used before. And of course, if you've used natural cycles before to prevent pregnancy, it's very fast to get pregnant in general because um, because both the app knows you and also you know your body better. Um, but of course, if you are truly infertile, the app cannot help you. What's it like working with your husband side by side? It's an interesting business combination. We don't hear about so much. 
I think it's really great because now we do have a, a young child and a busy life and we work a lot. So if we wouldn't work together, I think we would never see each other. We really like working on natural cycles together because it's our passion and our hobby. Also at night when we come home and we have a glass of wine, we talk about, oh, what do we want to do? How do we want to reach that goal with natural cycles? We become a bit more visionary than we have time to do during the workday when you have to deal with everyday things. You talked a little bit about some of the challenges and struggles along the way. Is there anything that you would do differently if you were starting your business? Well, I was definitely very naive when I started Natural Cycles. Um, Since I came from the scientific angle, I thought like, okay, if I just create a product that's really good, it will sell itself and everyone would trust it, etc. I realized that that's not at all the case. You really do need marketing to reach your target, to convince people that your product is good. At the same time, I think it was maybe good that I was naive, because if I would have known all the challenges ahead, maybe I wouldn't have dared to do it. So I think one advice would be just to follow your passion, not worry too much about what's going to happen. Because if you do follow your passion and just work on what you love and what you're good at, I think things will fix itself. been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent production by Maddie Savage. If you've enjoyed the show, it would be amazing if you could take a couple of seconds to give us a like on Facebook to help spread the word. Support for this episode comes from the travel app Live. Thanks to Benoit Derrière for production assistance, Diego Planas-Rego for digital marketing, Simeon Ghost for permission to use their music and Richard Stevens for designing our logo. If you've just discovered us, by the way, there are dozens more interviews you can delve into from seasons one and two. They're all less than 15 minutes long, so you can catch up during your coffee break or on the go. Just type the Stockholmer into your browser or podcast app. Thanks again for listening. Listening.